coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio. It's Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by IDS, an award-winning digital marketing agency that delivers integrated marketing solutions for franchisers, franchisees, and franchise development teams. Learn why over 75 brands depend on IDS's team of dedicated marketers and client service professionals to deliver a strong ROI on their marketing investment. Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio. I'm your host, Rob Ganley, and it's great to have you back. Today, we have a very interesting guest. We have the privilege of exploring the world of fine, fast, casual dining and franchising. Our guest today is Regois Jaquette. He's a French-trained chef with a unique vision, and we're going to dig into that. In 2002, Gregoire brought to life a remarkable concept, a local restaurant that combines the quality of fine dining with the convenience of quick carryout. And we're going to dig into that because there's, that is not an easy thing to achieve. By his creation, Gregoire became the first fine, fast, casual restaurant concept launching in the Bay Area offering gourmet sandwiches, salads, delectable potato puffs. We're going to dig into what those are. And scratch-made French fries, all served in custom-designed takeout boxes, which again is by design. We'll talk about those boxes. And after two decades of delighting the local community in Berkeley, California, Gregoire is now expanding its horizons by offering franchising opportunities across the country. Today, we're going to dive in deep. With all that said, it's great to have you back, Gregoire. Welcome back. Well, thank you for having me again, Rob. It's it's nice to talk to you always. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So it's always fun because yeah, you've been working at this a long time, right? And a few years back, you you say, well, I want to get this. I want to go bigger and broader, right? And you had this bigger goal, but like you've been at it a, a long time, and so you've perfected it over a long period of time. And I know the last time we talked, you were just getting started. Uh, in getting things ready for the franchise, launching it, you know, and now we, here we are a bit later, about a year later or so. And so I'd love to hear what's going on. But I will say I talk to many different brands, many different restaurant concepts, and this is very unique and unique in a good way, all good ways. And I love diving into it because it's a marketing masterpiece in my mind. So I love talking about what you're doing there. So tell me more, tell the audience a little bit of how things got started. What was that driving passion all those years ago that got you started in this concept? When it's 40 years in the making, because I've been cooking for 40 years. So I started at 14 and now I'm 54. So, I mean, the concept really started with me wanting food that, that was not available in my area at the time. I mean, coming off from the Ritz-Carlton, I had quit because they couldn't give me what I wanted and came back to the Bay Area with my wife. I was looking for something to to do. I mean, the best thing would be, you know, was to to create a restaurant just because I didn't want to work for anybody else. And around there was no takeout. It was, you know, pizza or Mexican food or really uh, Chinese food. That was uh, that was the only available food to take out. And, and it was not available all the time, only available when the restaurant was open. So basically what I wanted to do is create a restaurant with great food, takeout that was available as much as possible all day long. Usually we were open from 11 to 9 at the time. So 
that that basically what I wanted to do. And I wanted to, I mean, the food to be really five star, you know, yeah. because because I just eat great food and I wanted to eat great food. And it was missing in, in the area, definitely. Well, I love when you're talking because um, I'm laughing to myself because I think of like my grandma. I think of like my Italian grandma or my French grandma, right? Just this, that great food that you might grow up with or in your town or in your area that it's known for. And it's just done. It's just, you just eat. It's a way that we relate to each other. It's how we spend time together. And it's important to all of us, right? And so then you look around one day and you realize, but there's no easy way to do this. Like other than that, like there's no quick way to go do it if you're not going to cook at all. And so this is where this is born. And I'm thinking, you're right. It's a huge, it can be a huge difference. You can't find, it's the same old stuff, right? The pizza delivery or this or that. Yeah. And it's like, great if it's, that's what you're in the mood for, but there's so much more to food. So anyway, and being healthy. So we're going to get into all how you're doing that, but tell me a little bit more. How do you do this thing called fine fast casual so there's two components there's this really high quality food not only from a taste but from a health too i think you're doing both you're thinking of both things and also this idea that you can make it available in a time frame that you know it can be turned around quickly and people can come in and out and get it and it actually will taste good whenever they take it where they're taking it right if it's to go like you have to think of all these things because a different model than them sitting in the restaurant so tell me more. What in yeah, what went into that fine, fast, casual part? Like, how, what is the? If there's one thing you could share with me, what was it that made that challenging? Well, you know, years ago when I started Gregor, twenty twenty one years ago, I was I was cr the craziest in the block. I mean, people, when you talk about you know uh, food and fine food, uh, no one thought about putting it in a box. It was just putting it on a plate and eating it at a table when the chef wanted it to be, you know, eaten and, and putting all that great food in a box was just unheard of. And people didn't think it was going to work out. And I proved, I proved it wrong. You know, I mean, if you think about processes and if you think about techniques and if you think about uh, the end product, you do everything in your power in order to make sure it's perfect. And for, starting from, you know, cooking the food and how you cook it, by how you store it and how you finish it and how you send it to the customers, you know? And I thought about all those processes uh, and that's why we really had a product that was unheard of and 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 people just catched on right away and they knew it was going to be uh, a hit. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing I think that, so the, the effect that you produce, we talked about it before we came on, on the air, but the the effect that that you're producing at least from and i told you this is kind of what i picked up when i it was introduced to your brand and first learned about it is like when you figure out that you can have fast you have fine fine food and you can take it with you and it'll taste really good when you get there like that's the part i think would hold some people up like oh well you can't do that i mean i'm sure it's good food but it's not that great <laughs> or it's good, but a lot of things are okay when you, but no, but you really thought through what would work in this context so that it really does deliver that value. So, okay. So you got the taste, the food tastes good. We got that. Well, what other effect does it produce? To me, it produces this effect where you want to talk about it. You want to do it over and over again. You want it to make it a regular part of your diet and your life, right? That is the other effect of being able to accomplish this. So the first part is getting people over the disbelief that you can and then once they experience they're like wait a minute this is convenient i can do this regularly yeah. 
Yeah. Like I don't, I eat more healthy today than I ever have, mostly because of some of the access around me. Like I can just get great food. I go shopping more, but I really care about about getting fresh food and good good ingredients, right? And like yeah. if I had one, and I wish I did have one, you're, you're near me because I would come in. It would be part of my routine. Just certain number of meals, right? But tell that's me more. What, yeah, that's what people do, you know. I mean. Uh, when I go there and, you know, I'm spending some time, uh, I see people, uh, people that started um, coming to Gregoire 20 years ago, and they're yeah. still coming. I mean, they come <laughs> once a week, or they come once a month, or they come, you know, once in a while, but they, they still have that in their, uh, in their daily routine. Now, when I see new customers, I can see that they're coming back the next day. Because they are so surprised and so amazed by this, you know, these wonderful restaurants. And I mean, I see the reviews and saying, oh, my God, this hole in the wall, it's just perfect. And and I, I mean, the food that we do is so unusual and so surprising that people can, I mean, really are in disbelief in how can they achieve this uh, quality of product, you know. So um, we really touch them. Um, um when when they come in you know it, it doesn't look the the we we don't want to be a sweet green you know we don't want want to have that flashy effect of you know um corporate uh looking business we we want to be a neighborhood restaurants yeah. that's what we are in berkeley and and people look at it like it's a find it's their find and it's the place that they feel like you know they want they want to hone you know they want to they, they want to they want to share with people because it's their find and so that's you know we we really bank on that yeah that's so cool i i i'm not uh, anything close to a chef but i i have a friend uh you know and he's he's an amazing cook right like he'll just whip things up and uh you know and and he'll tell me what he did and then he'll tell me what i should taste what what i might taste and and I started to like the whole the idea of, of a palate, right? It was not up my alley. Like, I didn't know all the ways, but it's amazing because if you really know what you're doing, you can, when you said surprise, that's the thing I'm going for here. That's what I mean. So you eat something and you're like, wow, that was like, I've never had something like that before. Now, and what was that again? What was the ingredients? What did they do? And that's when you've got them. That's when you say, I want more of that, right? You know, that's the thing. You talk about the ingredients and that's it. You know, it always starts with the ingredients. Okay, so you have to find the right ingredients, you have to find the right flavor, and then you have to know how to marry them together, yeah. you know, and if you can achieve all this, then you have a good product, yes. you know, but a lot of business now, they, they don't have the, I mean, product changes all the time, you know, I mean, because of season, because of um, what you call it, um, availability. Um, so you need to find the right product, the, the right, the right vendors that know what you what you need and what you want and then you need to be able to put it together right because you can screw up a, a a meal just by not not how to know how to cook it yeah, you know one thing <laughs> so there's a lot of there's a lot of ingredients in order to make that final dish a success you know yeah yeah so i mean we're, okay we're going on and on here about how amazing <laughs> the food is right but but we're we're talking about a business too, right? So here's yes. the thing. Here's the here's the thing I love talking about with this is that how do you do that? How does someone like me start that hole in a wall? And by the way, rustic. Uh, when I think of European, and I think of like it's just a really cool bakery or like that. It's like that's the effect, right? I love that. Yep. Um, and, but so in terms of um, 
Okay, so how do you pull that off? You're obviously bringing all these years of experience as a chef. And obviously pulling off that culinary experience the way we just said requires you do some things a certain way with intent. And so how does someone start a business like this in their neighborhood and pull that off? And you have an answer. You actually had to think that through so you could maintain the same effect, whether it's in Colorado or it's in the Bay Area. So tell me a little bit about how you're achieving that effect, that, a little bit about the hub, hub and spoke or the hub yeah. concept that you have. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it took me a, a, you know quite a while to think about how can I cr- recreate these emotions uh, in different area. And I mean, training the franchisee because changing the menu quarterly is, is, is a big deal. Is really a big deal. You need to, you know, uh, do all the preparations, and you need to organize. You need to buy. You need to do so much in order to uh, to make this happen. Actually, you know what? Right now, we're changing the menu. Uh, we're going to the fall menu on September fifteenth, and I mean, we're we're creating all the recipe right now in the back, and we're, you know, we're um, it's it's a daunting process, um, yeah. but for 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 them. They won't have to do this because we'll do everything in the, in the central kitchen that that'll be located about two hours away from the franchise. So right now in right. the Bay Area, you know, we'll we'll limit we'll limit the uh, um, to about thirty to forty uh, franchise here with a one um, Bay Area hub, and we'll create all the product, all the preparation will be created in the uh, central kitchen. We'll process everything. We'll weigh everything. We'll pre-cook everything. We'll, you know, um, um, portion all all the sauces and everything. And the franchisee will just have to put in an order at night for all the, the uh, prepared ingredients and we'll deliver it to them uh, the next day. So, and then at their level, they'll finish up all the product, finish up the sandwiches, uh, bake the bread. I mean, bake the, um, like grill the bread or or uh, fry the puffs or fry the, the french fries just finish up the product and then and then uh, serve it that's it yeah yeah that's amazing i mean that it, it it's amazing in the sense that you can focus on other elements of the business and really build that 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 sort of anchor inside that local area that you're in um but something else kind of clicked in my mind as you were describing this and i'm thinking about the bay area right because the, the bay area is as international, I guess, as you can get. Um, so you you have a lot of uh, people there, a lot of different taste buds, a lot of different probably you know, inputs that you get, right? And you've been doing this for years and years. So, okay, that's the Bay Area. And, and it's really cool the way you described where you're going there. But you're obviously also heading into other markets. So tell me, like I'm in Colorado, uh, different, definitely different. I, I I wish the Bay Area food was here, right? We can't be as good as the Bay Area for food, but we had some good food here and there. But how yep. would you how would you take that personality of the market that you're in, the local area that you're in, and it seems like you would you would probably customize just a little. There's some staples that are going to be consistent, but as you said, as the changing seasons and the market you're in affects i'm sure the the approach you take so tell me a little bit about about that about that because i think it's also unique from this opportunity point of view it, it really it, it gives the local area local owner really even more ownership right i'm here in colorado a lot because i like the mountains i like the lifestyle here i i did pick here on purpose but 
you know, the reality is, so there's a passion that we all have for our area that we're in sometimes. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, how would you adapt a little or don't you, or don't you have to? How yeah, that I mean, opening a new market is not, it's not a small potato. You know, I mean, it's, it's a big deal just because you need to find out, you know, if your product and the product are available over there, you know, the one that you use casually, like um, all your cheeses and all the things that are imported. Um, so that's number one. Number two, you need to find farmers. You need to find vendors that can, you know, uh, bring the product to you, your uh, your culinary hub. And then, you, you know, um, and then pe pe people are different in every area. So you need to find out what they're like. You know, you go around and you you um, investigate of, you know, me. if you go in Texas, you know, you put more meat or barbecue or you're using different ingredients and different style of cooking uh, in, in your uh, in, in different area you, you are in. But definitely yeah, there is a lot of work to do. Um, and this is a great thing about having this type of franchise. It's you can really um um tailor your area the culinary experience in every uh area you're in you know it's and and use this ingredients and people in order to do that so yeah yeah no that's i think that's unique i mean i i think that that would provide somebody the ability to really just embrace what we've been talking about which is really you want people to have that feeling Oh, that was amazing. Like, how did you do that with, with this dish or this, you know, these ingredients? So yes. uh, again, so that's awesome. So let's go back now to the box because you know that the, uh, we talked a little bit about this and I know it's a minor thing. You think, ah, oh, it's just the box. They just put it in the food and how it goes, but you, you took it a little bit further than that. You felt it was important to leave an impact of sorts. And you and I talked about the marketing uh, sort of the marketing aspect of that when it, when it transfers to people. But tell us about the box. Tell us again how this approach works uh, when you buy uh, some food. How, what is the experience like? Well, as I said, you know, it's it, it's it's it really you said so. In, it's an experience. And and years ago, when I opened Gregoire, even before I opened the door, you know, uh, when I was working on the concept of what you know we were going to be doing, um, and I wanted to do takeout. Um, I, I really looked at all the operations and and from A to Z and and to the, the the table of my customers and see how can I really make it an experience, as you said, um, and looking at all the um, all the, the the takeout container that were available then it was it was nothing that really was good enough for my food. Um, so I decided to go and, 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 uh, learn a bit more about packaging and, and boxes. And, and, uh, we finally, uh, designed a, a box with the, 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 the right, um, 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 cardboard, I say, uh, in order for it to be, you know, heat resistant and grease resistant and, and, and uh in order to keep the food you know the 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 way i wanted it to be served you know yeah. because it's it's something to uh, go to a restaurant and have a beautiful plated uh dinner that's out out of right of the kitchen but it's something else to have some food put in a bag in the box in a bag and uh drove five or ten or 20 minutes away to your dining room and then open it and 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 find some food that's wilted or some food that's you know not on a, not up to standard you know so yeah. i'm yeah I i'm to... laughing here because i'm thinking of a date like i'm thinking this might be good enough 
if I said someone, I'm going to cook, I'm going to have you over. And you have this beautiful box in the middle of the table. And it's like, here we go. We're going to serve this beautiful thing. It's almost, you could get away with that, right? It's a, I, the experience of the book. Yeah. Totally. I had people, you know, um, um, inviting people over and right before they come in, they, they, they would buy my food and then put it in platters and serve it to their guests saying, you yeah. know, not saying anything where they got yeah. it or you yeah. know, so people would think that they, they cooked it for themselves. Absolutely. It's, it's yeah. delicious stuff. Uh, so that's awesome. All right. So great marketing. Right. And I, again, so for me, I, I always equate it back to, for anyone listening to Apple products because they love their packaging and we do too. I think, I think it's cool. It's sleek. It's, it's, it denotes quality as we keep the boxes around just in case. Right. I don't know if we toss them right away. Uh, but again, all that translates into good marketing, uh, the conversation, you know, just noticing the box. You're like, what did, is I, that? Uh, oh, you know. did I ever t told you about the Google uh, story? No, no, share that. No, Google. Um, I mean, it was what was about uh, fifteen years ago. I get a I get a phone call from one of my vendor and say, "Oh, Gregoire, um, um, how, tell me, uh, tell me how, how how can I get your box?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm uh, I I own the patent. I have designed the box. I own the cutter, and that's the only way you can get the box is through me. But I I won't give it to you because it's my you know it's my box." Oh, okay, okay. And I had hang up and a few days later I get another call from another vendor asking me the same question. And I'm like, what's going on? Well, you guys want my box so much. Oh, well, um Google asked us to find out where that box was made and if they could get the box. And I'm like, What? Google? It's like, yes, Google. So uh, I just found out that uh they um we're trying to uh, get my box to um, put the food that they did at the Google um, Google plan. You know, they had all those restaurants and stuff, and they had yeah. all those people eating great food, but they didn't have a product to take the food from the kitchen, give it to them, and for them to go back to their desk eating the food. So they found out about my box, and they wanted they wanted me to sell them my box, and I told them that. I mean, I straight told them they uh, yeah, it's like there is no way you're gonna get my box, okay? Yeah. Because this is my branding, and I, I won't give away my branding. But if you want, I can design you one, okay? Yeah. And you know, I, I'll I'll sell it to you. Yeah, they, yeah. They didn't, they didn't go for that. They didn't so, go for that. That's funny, that. isn't it? Well, imagine the money, right? The money they've got to throw around, but that's, yeah, the importance of the quality of the box, right? That's right. That's uh, right. Yeah, but you go, anyone who's ever, like, I haven't been to Google, but I've only heard good things about many of their buildings, and, and they take they spare no expense to be beautiful and have a beautiful environment. So this was just one of those details that uh, aligns with that idea. But it's anyway, good because, stuff. <laughs> yeah, years ago, I mean, they, they would not only take all our employees because, I mean, they um, Google started, you know, building this campus and then they started hiring so many of high, you know, high quality chefs for for the campus. Um, it, um, it, it would hurt us, you know, definitely the high, the fine dining area, you know, uh, um, culinary world. And then after this, they would come to me and try to try to steal my box. I, I was I was not a very happy guy. I was not a very happy guy. Yeah, no, of course not. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot that went into that. Yeah, they'd figure out it's just a box. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Well, good stuff. I, I, and, and not, no, you know, again, I wanted to bring that out because I don't know of any other brand that has a box, right? And I think that's important. Uh, a lot to be said for the marketing side of things. So if I just, you know, for the audience sake, I, I would love to talk about, you know, if someone does get started and with you and, and launches uh, a local restaurant, um, tell me a little bit about how that looks for them and, and how, you know, you've said to me earlier throughout our conversation, um, it took a little while, right? It took 20 years of refinement and looking at details. And of course, technology has evolved. So go ahead and share a few of the details that you think make you guys unique in terms of supporting your franchisees. Well, you know, first of all, I mean, as, as a franchisee, you, uh, you will not have to worry about food, food preparation. So that's already number one. When you when you uh, when you build a, a restaurant, franchise or not franchise, you know you have to think about all the elements. And one of the elements is the back of the the back of the house, right? And the back of the house is is half of what's going on, okay? Because then you have the front of the house, okay? So I with Gregoire eliminated not only the back of the house but also the front of the house. So you have no waiter. You know, no waste stuff at all. And then you have no preparations. What you have is a, is a, is a finishing kitchen. So you just have to, to worry about the finishing kitchen ordering as a breeze because we do all the preparation. You have an app, you order every night, very simple. So the only thing you have to do really is take care of the customers, making sure, you know, uh, the food is prepared right and, and go out and, and really uh be be an ambassador of the brand and 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 you know so i i want community uh, partners i don't want uh, chefs i don't want you know this is what i want and yeah. it's yeah it's very straightforward you know um you really focus on what makes you happy yeah. you know it's yeah, making no. people happy yeah and i think that i mean when i I've interviewed other restaurant brands, and one of the key themes always that comes up is, you know, when you're running a restaurant business, unless you're not running it, you're passively owning it, maybe. But if you're running a restaurant business, you're in the people business. You know, it's uh, definitely something where you should want that. You know, that's part of it, right? You want to interact with your with your employees, with your your guests, and uh, you want to continue to, and and then of course the community and other businesses around you. So it is a people business, and you have to have the time. So right back to you take out all the day-to-day stuff yes. that would have normally been full-time. You got the back office, you got hiring, you've got accounting. That's some marketing. We've talked about the box, but there's some blocking and tackling with marketing, right? You need website and different yes. things. Tell us a little bit about some of the support. What are some of the foundational things you know that everybody needs related to like websites and digital marketing and things? Well, on on, on the digital, I mean, I'm a tech guy, so I... I... I really like tech, uh, tech things. Bay Area helps, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, um, I've I've been looking at a lot of things to make to make um, the restaurant a bit more easy to uh, to work for the franchisee. You know, starting with accounting. Uh, you talked about accounting. Um, uh, that was my pain point when I started. Uh, you know, putting the invoice in and doing all these uh, you know numbers and, and and learning how to work QuickBooks and things like this is not my thing. You know, I I really don't like that but so i have partnered with some uh, company that 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 does everything for us um actually takes all the data from the pos system uh, i have uh, already um, a software system that does all the inventory and all the um, the the purchasing from from our our culinary hub so this is all automatic uh, it's going to yeah. be 
is going to be taken away from them. So the only thing they're going to have to do when it comes to accounting, it really is looking at number, looking at PNL, looking at uh, sales and paying bills, you know, paying the bills. That's it. You just have to pay your um, whoever you buy food from, which can be us or uh, PG&E or just paying your monthly bills. Uh, So that's from the accounting side. Okay. Uh, when it comes from the the front of the house with website, we take care of all the website. We have everything, even the POS. The POS system, we take care of the POS. We do the change menus. So uh, for us, it's it's easy to uh, do it from the back of the house. They they won't have to do POS uh, or website. Uh, we have an app for online ordering. They won't have to take care of that at all. It's all everything is automated. Everything goes to the POS system. All the deliveries. Um, delivery app is also integrated in the pos system so that you know every rewards it's all automated um gift cards it's all automated everything is automated yeah 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 Yeah. marketing is when it comes to the restaurant business or retail there's some great opportunities there and and uh you you've got them all in place to basically what it comes down to right is staying in touch with folks right knowing what they like right keeping track of of what's happening in your store and who's enjoying what, you know, you mentioned the, the, also the P and L stuff you mentioned earlier. I think that there's something to point out there too, is that when you can just look at the numbers and everything is being handled in, a, in an accurate way, you can start to be strategic too, right? About well, what am I sitting yep, here? Yep. What's it telling me? And, um, and that's when you can train your franchisees to look at what that, information is telling them. So you do have the marketing side. We talked about the POS. That tells you something, a lot of information yep. about yep. what people like. And then your PL is informing you in other ways. And I, you know, you, it's hard to do what I just said when you don't have when you have to worry about so many other things you're juggling. Right. Like like quality of 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 the dish, right? Like the ingredients, like sourcing, uh all these things. I can't even imagine all that went into what you just simplified, right? Yep. Really. Yep. Um, but anyway, you know, so wanna, that is key. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I want to go back on, on the point that you had, you know, um, staying in touch with your customers. It's very important. Um, we, we partner with a company also that every time, um, um, every time someone buys something at the restaurants, we send them a text message asking them, how was the food? Offers everything, and they have to. Uh, I mean, if they if they, they want to say it's good, or if they want to talk to someone at the restaurant, they can uh, actually uh, text and tell us. And I, I I've been, you know, it, it's been really nice to have this system, just because people that are not happy, or people that have a question, or people that uh, said, well, you know, I didn't get this, or you know, this was overcooked for me. We can really. Uh, deal with the customers right away within five to uh, 10 minutes, we get a text and we can really talk to them and, and uh, make it right for them. So that's yeah. an also uh, another another tool that we use in order to communicate with our guests. If they don't want to communicate with us, you know, physically, they can do it this way as well. Well, that's that's and I, I agree. And, and, you know, the fine dining idea is about service, too. Right. Doesn't mean you're perfect all the time. It just means that you want it to be perfect all the time. Yeah. And um, but I love that. And so you're using technology to better serve. And that's it. I always say, you know, technology, I'm a tech guy, too. So you and I could probably talk for hours about this or that. Right. But, you know, if it's not affecting something in your business, a lever you can identify. Right. And say, yeah, if we pull this a little harder, this is really going to have a great impact. And that's why we, that's why we, we gather information. That's why we use technology. 
Um, but if you don't have that, you know, you probably need to focus on on the things that matter most. And that's what you've done. You know, like when when a franchise brand does that on purpose, right? Versus you're kind of out there running a restaurant for you know, well, maybe we ought to do that. Or I heard these guys do this. And so yep. some re- some sales guy called me recently and said I should do this. So, so it's good not to worry about any of that. Just to know this is what we have to focus on. And of course, you still have the benefit of being in a franchise brand where everybody collaborates. And I know that you'll always evolve and 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 get great, uh, more great ideas from franchisees as well. Uh, so just to kind of wrap things up, I wanted to make sure we have time and tell me a little bit about where you're headed. I know, I think most areas are are open in the US. I know there's some that you're not focused on, but maybe you could share with the audience where you're headed, where you're prioritizing and how people can get a hold of you. Um, and also maybe whatever you want to share about the opportunity itself from a financial standpoint, right? Like what's possible with this great opportunity? Because I also see it as a multi-unit, uh, I, the way you described it. Yes. Being totally. very much, you, you own a market. So tell me a little bit about what this looks like and and uh, we'll, we'll wrap up from there. Well, that would be the perfect world, you know. Uh, someone would uh, would buy an area or a city like uh, Dallas, Texas, and then grow the the market. You know, of course, it's it's uh, it, it would be it would be the best way. You know, you you buy ten or fifteen franchise, and then we grow the hub together. Um, but right now, we're focusing on the Bay Area. Um, I've got. Uh, we already uh, are. Uh, where we're scouting a, a location in the city or, or around. I have uh, very very good candidates. Uh, I'm talking to uh, franchisees that are really interested. Those are old customers that uh, I've been coming to Gregoire for years and years, and I still you know want to make sure that uh, they're the right one. Uh, you know for the brand, but it looks really promising. I really like them. Um, so in any case, so we're building the Bay Area. Uh, we uh, There is a lot of interest in the Dallas area, Austin area as well. Okay. Uh, yeah. And so that could be a good market. Uh, Los Angeles area is uh, is probably next just because it's California and I want to you know pull the rest of my hair out uh <laughs> yeah it's a it's a big market hello california we love california don't we but yeah yeah but i mean you know if if you're if you're a person that that has no you know has a love for food really a love for food um and and that wants always wanted to open a restaurant uh, where where uh, the service is is their passion Okay, where customer is their passion, uh, employee is their passion, people is their passion, then then they should really contact me because uh, I mean they need to have also two hundred forty thousand uh, dollar available <laughs> in order to to open, yeah. a which is not much for you know a fine dining establishment. You know, no, no, no usually no, if, you wanna, point, yeah. uh, if you want to, if you want a fine dining. Uh, restaurant you 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 pull out at least a million dollar you know uh mm-hmm. you need front kitchen but you need a back kitchen you need the front of the house you need back of the house you need i mean you need a lot more than than two hundred forty thousand dollar you know and i i feel like you deliver the same I, I all right i could be overstepping i know there are restaurants that are much larger maybe you know different experiences right those those are niche players but I feel like you give someone almost that. Like that's you, you could be as proud about it. You could love your food. The experience is top notch. 
it isn't they go there and hang out for a couple hours or whatever that might be, but it is a similar effect. But a much different, like you said, it's a huge expense difference, a big different investment, right? If you go into a larger uh, restaurant model. And, but I, I, that's what I love about this. <laughs> so it's like you can't find what you're doing anywhere. And I think from a local point of view, it's, 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 you know, you're going to have the same effect as you would with any, any successful franchise brand that does fast casual, except you've got this fine component for those that would rather have that kind of business at a much different price tag, but yeah. still have the same upside, bigger upside, maybe. It have more, maybe smaller, you know, smaller location, or smaller, uh, more units. But the point is that you can do the same thing financially um, and, even, and maybe much simpler. Yeah. Even when it comes to the, you know, the location that, you know, to have a fine dining restaurant, you need, you need 2000 square feet, you know, you need or more. Uh, with mm-hmm. Gregoire, you know, 500 square foot, you can, you can really pump it out and, yeah. and make, make a million dollar or above, you know? Uh, so, I mean, really is, is, um, it's all open. It's all open uh, canvas right there. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Well, share your website with with our guests again, so we they can hone in on that and reach out to you if they, there's some interest. Yeah, so I mean, uh, it's it's easy. GregoireRestaurant.com. Uh, let me spell it for you: G R E G O I R E Restaurant R E S T. A U R A N T. You know, some people don't know how to spell restaurant still. <laughs> but anyway, no worries. Got it. But, um, yeah, we... If you want the the look at the franchise website, you know, which I advise you to, you know, there is a lot of uh, a lot of things for you to, you know, look and learn about franchising because I learned about franchising. You know, I didn't know about franchising much, you know, before I I started, uh, you know, wanting to grow. Uh, this way um so you go to my website franchises g franchise.com so i that's okay. an easy one g franchise.com okay that, that's an and easy one to, that's a good one to, yeah call, call me uh my number is 510-455-0494 i'm always here and available for anybody that wants to talk to me uh so well, it's question. a pleasure. And and a lot of my guests do that. And I always tell people, take them up on it. These guys are brilliant guys. You know, they're going to talk to you about business and they've been doing this for so long and they have such an amazing model. Uh, you learn every time you, you speak to someone. And franchising is so much about being in business, not by yourself, uh, but for yourself, right? And and there's so much skin in the game on both sides. It's a wonderful relationship. It happens. And and I, you know, every brand that I work with, I respect the industry. It, it is a great way for people to get into business, just about finding the right fit. And for a lot of people, this would be a cool fit. This would be a very cool fit. So uh, with that, I, I appreciate you having having you on the, on the show today, Gregoire. And uh, I hope to have you back again, hopefully in about a year. We'll, we'll keep, uh, there you go. What the puff? Yeah, like, yeah. I see his shirt. <laughs> Long live the puffs. That's it. That, I love the potato puffs. <laughs> You do not have to twist my arm. Who knows? All right. Well, I appreciate you again. And and to our listeners, we hope you've gained some valuable insights today. And thanks again for listening. Robert, thank you for having me over. It's always a pleasure. Anytime, please. Thank you. You got it. Appreciate you. Bye.